I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. This is Connor Explains, and after our one-week hiatus where we learn more than we've learned in about 18 months of this show. Connor is back. Connor is doing the explaining. We are true to our title today. My name is Dan. Mark is also here. Hello. Feeling a bit jealous, are you, Mark? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm interested to see if Connor's going to up his game after I absolutely smashed it out of the park last week. Oh. Fighting tour. I know, I was doing an impression of the ghost of Christmas past. I'm going to yes, come in. I'm sorry, okay. Connor, go for it. I'm going to come in. I actually uh, caught up with your episode, Mark, when I was away. Um, had a little listen with, with my cousins who listened to Baffled. I mean, yeah, they said, yeah, you know, he's really, really explained it, but not really much to it, though, you know, it's just him talking about shit. What is our podcast if it's not people talking about shit? So there you go. True. <laughs> That's kind Mark, of the point of the whole bloody thing. Mark, can I ask you a question, though? Of course you can. I felt like you really enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? I mean, any chance to put you in your place, I really enjoy, and I felt like that was an elongated period where I could just put you in your place. So, yeah, yeah, I did enjoy it, yeah. yeah that's the worst bit about it. When I listened to it, I was like, oh, God, it goes to show just how shit I am at this. But anyway, yeah, there was... There was and I, I enjoyed it because I did learn stuff about but the 12 Days of Christmas. There was, you there were was most under- impressed at yourself for being able to remember the 12 Days of Christmas. Sure. There was an underlying arrogance in the explanation, uh, a, a, a haughty, mightier-than-now opinion of knowledge, I would say. All I'm saying is, why is that a surprise to you? That is literally my persona, an arrogance where I think I'm better than everyone. I mean, it's very hard not to think that when you are better than everyone. But, you know, sometimes it just comes across a little too much. So, uh, you know, I apologise if you got that, but nonetheless, is it a surprise? And also, Mark, it's, 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 not, it's not really hard to feel like you're better than me when it comes to explaining things and research-based stuff. So, well done to you. Thank you. What are you explaining this week, Connor? Santa! Santa! We learn... On Tuesday's main episode, that Santa was made red by the Coca-Cola company in a marketing ploy. So, is, have you got anything else? Well, that's pretty much it. I used the fact, really. Yeah. So he's big and he's red, um, and Coca-Cola illustrated him, maybe. But Mark tends to think otherwise. Happy Christmas. You could say Happy Christmas with a bit more vim and vigor. You sound a bit like Tiny Tim, Tiny Tim when he's not saved. I thought he was about to say Tiny Temper, <laughs> thinking, when has he ever said Happy Christmas? Anyway, Santa. Santa. He probably has in his life. Yeah, he probably has at some stage. Uh, Santa, Nicholas, the real Santa Claus. Um, I'm going to just... I've done a bit of research. I also spoke to the lads before this for the listeners. They've got as well, I'm sure. I mean, Dan, in the last episode, listed off the Santas all around the world and how they celebrate. So he obviously knows a bit about Santa. (laughs) But the legend of Santa Claus can be traced back hundreds of years to a monk named St. Nicholas. A lot of people 
would already know that. Uh, it is believed that St. Nicholas was born sometime around 280 AD, 280 AD, in a place called Myra in modern-day Turkey. Um, so he was a Turkish man. Mm. There you go. Basically, he was admired for being kind. He was a good person. Uh, he was known there as well as being a very kind person. St. Nicholas became the subject of many legends. It is said that he gave away all of his inherited wealth and travelled the countryside helping the poor and sick. That was what he was known for as a monk. All I'm saying, if the three of us are famous Christmas characters, Mark is the Grinch and Scrooge. Thank you. I am Santa. Connor, you are Bob Cratchit. Oh? Bob Cratchit from Christmas Carol. Kind of like the meek Clark that just like is inferior in every way and is just there. Like happy, but ultimately a moron. Yeah, I'll probably... I don't know, Mark, you're a big fan of Christmas, aren't you? Or Yeah, I'm, I'm not massively a big fan of being told that I am Scrooge or the Grinch. The Grinch I yeah. love Christmas. Yeah, but you just hate life in general. This is a problem. I just hate people. Yeah. Brilliant. And unfortunately, they take up a lot of life. So, yeah, St. Nicholas, um, Santa, St. Nicholas Santa, he was known way back then as being a kind person. One of his most famous stories that kind of painted a picture for who St. Nicholas was, um, was the time that he saved three poor sisters from being sold into slavery and prostitution by their father. Um, He was providing them with a a dowry? D-O-W-R-Y, pronounced dowry, right? Yeah, Yeah. dowry, so that Mm -hmm. they could be married uh, and therefore escape slavery and prostitution back in the day. So he was just known as being a really good guy. You know, he he was trying to help people all the time. That was what he set out to achieve. A decent fella. So he's a lovely guy. He's given given dowries to random sisters so they're not becoming prostitutes. Here we go. Uh, Yeah. How does it become fat man? So basically, over the course of many years, uh, his popularity spread and he actually became known, um, St. Nicholas, as the protector of children and sailors um, due to just being so kind. He kind of got that title um, and he was helping so many. I I enjoy the two specific groups there, children and sailors. If you grow up to be a sailor, I'll keep protecting you. If you don't choose sailing as a profession, I'm sorry you're out. You're on your own. I'm protecting you. Not looking after you. So going on from that, by the Renaissance, uh, St. Nicholas was the most popular saint in Europe. He had become a bit of a face in Europe as a saint. Uh, And the name Santa Claus evolved from Nick's Dutch nickname, which is actually Sinterklaas, a shortened form of St. Nicholas. Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. Uh, And in 1804, a guy called John... His actual name is John Pintard, but I thought it'd be funny to call him a man called John. Uh, A member of the New York Historical Society distributed woodcuts of St. Nicholas at the Society's annual meeting. The background of the engraving contains now familiar Santa images that we see today, including stockings filled with toys and fruit hung over the fireplace. So that wasn't necessarily something that St. Nicholas done, but the guy just kind of, that man himself, created that picture around St. How do you pronounce it? Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. Mm. I feel like I've done a good job of that. You did a job, yeah, I think so. There we go. Uh, so Sinterklaas was described as everything from rascal with a blue three-cornered hat, a red waistcoat, um, yellow stockings to a man wearing a broad-brimmed hat and huge pair of Flemish trunk pants. So they were kind of the descriptions that they put around him when they started to create this kind of version of him as a person. Is there anything you guys would like to add? Do you know anything about this? Maybe you do. I no, I, I, I'm, I'm un, I've not caught up on my like 18th century Flemish, Flemish mythology, but I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm enjoying it. 
Oh, so you're learning. Here we go. I didn't know he was um, Turkish. That's that's quite a thing. That's quite a thing. And yeah, so leading on to gift giving, obviously the biggest part of, of the idea of Santa. Uh, gift giving, gift giving, mainly centred around children, has been an important part of Christmas celebrations since the holidays in the early 19th century. So basically stores began to advertise Christmas shopping in 1820. And by the 1840s, newspapers were creating separate sections for holiday advertisements. It was really becoming a thing which often featured images of the newly popular Santa Claus which had grown over the years from that very first moment where there was an engraving on the back of that thing that was handed out with stockings behind it. Quite a lot of the, and I've banged on about the Christmas Carol, quite a lot of the the ideas we have of Christmas was actually taken from just Charles Dickens making them up for his um, the book, The Christmas Carol. It was kind of like floating around, but the main idea that we have of Christmas today was him putting it down in paper there. Nothing to do with Santa, I just like the book. Yeah, and also... what Can you I- imagine being that famous of a writer? You're like, I'm basically just going to shape how this tradition is because that's how I want it to be. Yeah, that's I, I mean, want it to be. It's not a bad it w- life to lead. It was, well, it was quite big in the Victorian era anyway because what's his name? Old Albert, Prince Albert. Um, it kind of brought a lot... Well, he loved it. Yeah, brought a lot over from Germany. Uh, something that, like, interests me and I sort of researched this separately to Santa was obviously based on all of this, it was all picture-based, wasn't it? It was all, like, picture-based versions of this idea of Santa. There was in advertisements, there was on the back of that wood. When did Santa kind of come to life? I found that quite interesting. When were kids, in like, interacting with this idea of Santa? Um, and there was actually quite a lot on it. So in, in 1841, thousands of children visited a Philadelphia shop to see a life-sized Santa Claus model, which was the first model ever made of that picture that was created of Santa and then in the early 1890s the Salvation Army needed money to pay for the free Christmas meals they provided to needy families so they began dressing up unemployed men in Santa Claus suits and sending them into the streets of New York to get donations those familiar Salvation Army Santas have been ringing bells on the street corners of America cities ever since I like to experience I think one Christmas in America Uh, I think you'd have to dive right into it because I think they I think I think some people can treat Christmas with a bit of arrogance like hey we are like we do Christmas much better than everyone else. I don't know how that, uh, I think that would affect me. I've had a I've had a Christmas in in Texas before. I've also uh, had a Christmas in New York and they're two very different types. You had a Christmas in New York? I had a Christmas in New York. Yeah, when oh, I was like fancy. 11. And fancy. it, it, it it was Where did really, you stay? Really, I stayed in the Novotel, which is just like a, you know, they're all over. All over. Um, Less exciting. What did you do on Christmas Day? We just went for a walk. Uh, we went to see the things being sung the what they called um carols 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 being sung i'll be honest with you though it doesn't like new york obviously is kind of like the picture the film everything everybody imagines new york to be amazing at christmas incredible yes but you can't beat being at home with family at christmas in my opinion i'm I'm with you like New, new york at Christmas, cold, the Rockefeller Tower tree, Scrooge. like everything Scrooge. just, just, it, it just, it seems brilliant, but at home. Yeah. Gotta be at home. Although you know, I yeah. did, I did also in my uh, trip to Austin, celebrate my first proper Thanksgiving in Austin as an adult. And it, Oh my God, have you just been to Austin? Uh, and following on from obviously the Connor Explains that we've done around Thanksgiving and things like that. Um, very different to what I expected. I, I'll be honest, I followed your social profiles intently over your trip to Austin. I wanted to see more of Austin, less of you taking pictures of, like, cans of beer. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is an American can of soda. Yeah, I figured that out. Here's American soda water. Yeah, brilliant. Show me Austin. Show me the city. I want to be honest with you, okay? 
one of my favourite, if not, yes, my favourite place in the world. Not very picturesque, Dan. Mm, not, not much to grab for you. Any more for any more, where Father Christmas is concerned? Papa Noel, Papa Gigio, Santa Claus? Nope, nope. Just that there was a big there was a big old bit of history there. I hope that I kind of explained it to you in a, in a term that made sense. I think I've done a good job there, Mark, don't you? Yeah, it was passable. Oh, yeah. We'll take that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Back on Tuesday for another a brand new episode. Nine spanking facts glistening into your podcast feeds the date will be the 21st you're gonna get this and this will be are we doing one on christmas eve yeah we're gonna do one on christmas so eve. That, of course we're doing so there you christmas go eve. you will have one last beautiful present nestled in your ear trees from the baffled boys who bring all the noise make sure you follow us for that it'll automatically download info at baffledpod.com is where you need to go to get in touch we're on socials at baffled pod on tiktok and insta say goodbye mark goodbye say goodbye connor dan give us your best sinterklaas sinterklaas that's good. Mark? What wine? Scrooge. Oh. Scrooge. Look at him. Just Bob sitting there Cratchit. like, oh, he's, he's sitting there like, oh, can you stop banging on so I can get back to my emails? So, see ya. Father Christmas. See ya later. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.